All right, everybody, welcome to this delayed week edition of the Fresh Ace Podcast. There's some Felice Wednesday night rocking. Uh, hopefully, semi temporary, but you never know. Moving forward here, uh, Nick will be able to enlighten us a little bit as to why uh, this is the case because he's back in studio for the first time in a couple weeks. Uh, as well as a longtime guest of ours. He's back in Sioux for the first time in a while. So, Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Paul. It's good to be back. Yes, Paul, the reason I have not been on this month, three weeks. Tell the people. Is because I started a new job with the Finger Lakes Times. I am, I guess you could say I'm your guest every week now. <laughs> Bringing in the Finger Lakes Times. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been covering some high school sports lately. I have definitely involved with the game. Uh, I'm actually going to a swim meet tomorrow. First ever swim meet in Webster Schroeder. Wow. Uh, Long journey. Spotlight is on Nick Frado of the Waterloo Geneva swim team. Mm. Yes, I am excited. Excited to learn what swim swimming has to do. What it what involves, but uh, yeah. So for the show itself, it's going to vary. We are still on at 10 p.m. during the week, but it's going to be either Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Not Friday. Don't even think about Saturday. Easy on the mic there. <laughs> Monday through Thursday. No for Stay with Finger Lakes One. You'll see the schedule. Jim posts the schedule for the week. You'll see what the shows they got coming up. It will vary for now. We will see. I actually have bad news. I will not be on next week's show since my day off is Friday. But Paul has a guest for you. But I'm glad to be back tonight. I, I, I don't have a guest all lined up at the moment. <laughs> he will. We will be on Tuesday next week. Back to the Tuesday spot for next week. He'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated when the show will happen. But it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 10 p.m. But forget those shows. We got a big show here tonight. Pat is back. Hey, how's it I'm going? True, Pat is here. Hi, everyone. How's it going? A couple month hiatus, but I'm here. Yep. Yeah. So something different about you. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What's different? You have a beer last time. Yes. It's shorter. Yes, it is. I knew it. <laughs> shorter than last time. So uh, North Carolina fan, huh? We're not going to talk about UNC tonight. <laughs> It's all right. That's Paul a, Syracuse. That is a correct statement, Pat. Paul. We aren't talking about UNC or Syracuse or Notre Dame. And who tonight. all lost last night. <laughs> uh, talk about the big MLB playoff proposal news. Uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite NBA All-Star weekend moments and stuff like that. Uh, me and Nick will touch on some Wayne Fair Lakes hoops. Oddly enough, Nick has probably seen more than me uh, the past couple of weeks. I yeah. finally um, went to the Atwood yesterday in Lions. Do tell. Do for, t- well, hold on. Wait. Save it for when we get into the segment. <laughs> I was only there 10 minutes. That's what we call a dramatic hook. But I finally made it. Nice. And uh, we'll discuss uh, the NASCAR season ahead. Um, should be fun with that, except for really, I guess, both of you. I hear you have a game for us. Hopefully. I, I, it's not working out as well as I'd hope to with the way for we have the computer, the computer set up. Um, but we're going to hope and kind of go from it from there, kind of exploring some different options here, hopefully, to get it going. If not, uh, congratulations. Only one of the pictures will work, and it's going to be a best-of-one showdown uh, if that's the case. Okay. But let's hope not. 
Let's um, hope we have some viewers when that game comes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it would be interesting. Uh, I feel like Pet will have a slight edge no matter what. Only because oh, of... Oh, he definitely uh, has a slight edge. Look at the house he lives in. There's NASCAR <laughs> well, posters well, everywhere. Well, in the no, bathroom, in the kitchen. That's... And, uh, no, but to be fair to Pat, he was at one time a NASCAR fan. Yeah, and then he turned seven. Yeah, I would say until boring. I would say it's about age nine. <laughs> I'll give you eight. We'll meet in the middle. Deal. I fell asleep at a race. So did I. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, that seems weird. I yeah, woke up enough in time. The main funny story about that. Right, should we save it for the NASCAR? Yeah, pre- save it for save NASCAR. For NASCAR. Dramatic yeah. hook. Remember? Dramatic hook. Dramatic hook. Good call, Pat. Speaking it's of dramatic hooks, the MLB, I guess it depends how you want to look about it. It really was a true report. Because now I'm the one kind of, you know, clicking out. So there is a plan to revamp the playoff system. Um, NASCAR, or NASCAR, <laughs> baseball has the fewest teams out of the big four that make the playoffs uh, with 10 total, five from each league. Everybody else carries, um, well, NBA and NHL carry eight from each league, 16 total. The NFL carries 14, seven from, or no, 12, six from each uh, total league. Uh, the MLB with this revamp would have a total of seven teams per league get in. Um, here are the main, I guess, the five main points from it. Uh, the seven teams from each league make it to the postseason. I've already mentioned teams with the best record in each league get wild card round buys. That means which whoever obviously has the best record. Um, so what was it last year? Would have been the Dodgers and Astros. As the one seeds, yes. yes. Um, so the other two division winners in the top wild card team will all host a best of three series. Those would all, to my knowledge, the way I understand it, be at the same site. So if, say, it's Boston, for instance, is the AL East winner, but they don't have the best record because that goes to Oakland. Uh, Boston would host all three games against their against the seventh seed in the wild card, who would be uh, Texas, for instance. They'd host the best of three series, kind of like a regular season series, except it's playoffs. You know, if you win the first two, then congratulations, you're moving on. The two other division winners, uh, they will get to pick their winners to get their wild card round opponents. Um, So it'd be kind of like a live show, what they want to do. They call it reality TV. be more like, I'd say, the Selection Sunday show for NCAA. Uh, the teams from Bayou spoke there. The teams that get the bye would pick who they want to play in the next round after that. Um, so Oakland, say Oakland has a really good track record that year against Detroit, and Detroit makes it in. So Oakland wants to play Detroit, or say Oakland realizes that um, – the Angels have a really big pitching staff problem going on injury-wise where they're taxed. So they want to play the Angels. That's what they can do. It kind of opens it up. Um, 
So three series winners and the team with the bye will advance the divisional round. And then from there, at the moment, everything kind of plays out the same. Best of five, best of seven, best of seven. Um, I feel like, at least on my end, I'm kind of on board with everything except the winners picking who they get to play. Uh, the one seeds, if you will. Um, that being said, if players obviously vote for it in the next CBA at the end of the at the end of next year, you know, nothing I can do as a fan. I'll sit back, watch, and enjoy it. I mean, I like postseason baseball. To me, is really, I'd I'd say the best, no matter what playoff wise. Um, Stanley Cup playoff has a has a has a close second for me, but. Uh, you good over there? Are we talking professional sports or all sports? Well, professional sports. Okay, because really. I was ever talking all sports. March Madness is by far the best well, postseason tournament. Yeah. I think it kind of goes besides saying though with that. But um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Because um, from a player perspective, we've heard we've heard and seen a lot of. A lot of the guys kind of voice their objections to it. Um, I'll start. That being said, I think. That being said, I think the more. Hold on, I, I didn't finish He's my thought. It's that right. being said, I feel like the ones being vocal are the ones who are always vocal, like Trevor Bauer, who I like in this scenario anyway, um, like an Aaron Judge. Um. DD DD Neller was known nationally for speaking out because of this, the way he what he tweeted. But um it's kind of interesting how the the guys I think so far who've made the biggest noise about it are the ones who are or at least have been on teams that have always made playoff runs. Um you haven't seen, for instance, not not to pick on you, Nick, but Josh Bell hasn't said anything, you know. <laughs> You haven't seen anybody from the Diamondbacks say anything, so you know, I don't know which one you guys want to really go for. I think Nick wants to go first, but you know, what are you guys' uh, thoughts at the moment with the revamp uh, proposal? I uh, I like it. I don't like it, and I can fix it. <laughs> wow, I was going to do all three of those too. I like it because it gets rid of the one game playoff. Yes. I think the one game playoff is stupid. Mm -hmm. You play 162 games. Baseball is not meant for one game. Baseball is meant for series. That's why you play series the entire <laughs> year. Thank you. You don't play one game. Um, I don't like it because I don't like an expansion in the MLB playoffs. MLB playoffs is 162 games, like I just said. I think. After that long journey of so many games, you're supposed to earn your playoff spot. Don't become like the NBA and uh, and I guess the NHL too. But uh, you can't. I don't want an 81 and 81 team in the playoffs. I want the best teams in the playoffs. I don't want a team at 500 to make the playoffs. Then there's the chance of an under 500 team. That you know, I hate that. That the chance, like that's terrible. The Eastern Conference and NBA. That an under 500 team makes the playoffs. Making the playoffs in the NBA is not even special anymore. It's it's not. It's 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 making the playoffs is supposed to be a celebration. Do teams even celebrate in the NBA? Do they have champagne showers for making the playoffs? I don't know. I like the idea of five teams. I was all right with the five teams. Make the divisions mean something. 
and here's how you fix it. You make it a best of three. Yeah, just get rid of the get rid of the one game playoff. Make it best of three. That's fine. I'm all right. Best of three. Should they be all like you just said, the Red Sox hosting the whole series? I don't know. I think there should be one game at the other team's site because you want the home. Because come on, you want the home team to get at least a home game. Because some of these guys that make the playoffs, you don't even. First of all, you don't even feel like you're in the playoffs, and you don't even get a home game. After all that hard work to make the playoffs, and uh, I think they should just switch it. I agree with Paul, and I agree with Pat. I think if we're talking all sports, March Madness is the best playoff. But if we're talking professional sports, baseball could be the best. It's not if yet. they just move the division around to best of seven. I think the division around should be best of seven. I still think best of five is too short. Some of these teams, they just don't feel like they're in the playoffs very long. I know you don't have much time because the winner's coming. But I, I don't like this idea. Don't like this idea at all. I get what Manfred's trying to do, but he's doing it in a wrong way. And the thing is, if you do make this change, you're never going to go back. You're never going to see a league decrease playoff teams because that is money. You're losing money on every game. You're never going to see it. You're never going to see the college football championship go back to one game. You're never going to see the NCAA tournament go back to 64. You're never going to see a decrease in NBA playoff teams. And, and once they go to seven, it's over. It's going to be seven or then eight and how many they want to go. It's over for the old classic baseball. And here's what the thing. When you're doing this, you're probably going to lose some interest on the actual loyal baseball fans that they have, which is the older people. And they're trying to draw in younger people. And I don't know. It's a test. I don't know if it's going to work for younger people. And then you're losing older people. And you're not even get the younger people that you think you're going to get. That's my take. Pat, what's yours? I agree with like 90% of what you said. I Here's the thing. I do like the idea of expanding it. Because you want to draw in a younger crowd. You expand your playoffs so you can't play as deep into the uh, calendar year. Which means you shorten your regular season. A lot of the gripe of the younger fan base is the fact you play 162 games. Why, why would I sit down and watch 162 games for my favorite team? You expand the playoffs. You go from, they had said, like, the if every round ended up in a sweep, you go from a minimum of, like, what, 43 games to, like, 80 to 90 games now. You shorten your regular season by a whole month at that point. So now you're playing still 130 games or so. But your playoffs are starting in September. Still decent weather in most parts of the country. You're playing September through probably still mid to late October for all these playoff series. Still being three-game series. I do agree with it's going to be tough with travel for some of these teams. Let's say you do get a Boston versus Texas, a Boston versus Oakland, a New York versus Oakland. With travel days and everything, it might be tough for a three-game set to go. You know, Yankees host, then Oakland, and then the Yankees again. What I think they should end up doing for that is your lower seed hosts game one. That's your one chance to get the upper hand on whoever your opponent is. If you blow that one chance, you got to steal two on the road now. Chances are, most teams in that case wouldn't end up stealing two on the road. You never know, though. Baseball's a crazy sport. Mm-hmm. I hate the idea of choosing your opponent. I really do. Yeah. Because I'm going to bring in an NBA scenario real quick. Let's say Kevin Durant plays in the playoffs this year for Brooklyn. What one through four seed wants to play Kevin Durant? I know. Who's going to pick him? No one. 
And you can even make a case like, okay, I understand. You know, Trout, Otani, whoever else in that lineup's never been in the playoffs. Do I want a three-game series against Mike Trout? Probably not. He's bound to get one at bat in a meaningful situation that could swing the series. And think about that. There's a lot of choices there. Right. MLB, there's three wildcard teams. Most mm-hmm. of the time, that first team is going to choose that team right. that's like right around 500. Right. Regardless of what they do with the playoffs, they need to make the wild card round, whether they go to six teams, seven teams, or keep it as two wild, or, yeah, two wild card teams. They need to make it a series because they had brought this up. You have a 95-win Rays team. You have a 97-win Oakland team. You're telling me that they're both 30 games above 500 and one game decides their season. That's not fair to either team. Even the team that wins, you now on zero days rest have to fly out to New York, Houston, whatever the case was, to go play two games on no games rest. Whereas that three-game series, you're going to get a you know game or a day in between somewhere. Um, I don't like the idea of expanding to seven. It's going to be too much. Maybe six would be good, where you're going to have your top two teams have a first-round bye. You have your lowest record division winner play the lowest wildcard team and then your top two wildcard teams face off. And you heard Trevor Bauer, Paul was mentioning Trevor mm-hmm. Bauer. He's saying the one seed is actually the team that's not in favor here. That's a, like they're going to get like a right. 7 to 10 day break mm-hmm. and baseball is all about and like starters staying all about in the rhythm. Rotations. Staying in the rhythm. Rotations. And well even for hitters you got to stay in your rhythm yeah. whereas not I mean obviously I've never been in an MLB batting cage before but I'm not going to sit here and assume that you know, the pitching machines are firing, you know, 9,900 mile power fastballs at you all day. They could be turning those pitching machines down to about 80, 85. We don't know what's going on in those batting cages where you're all of a sudden out of rhythm. You get too cold. I mean, how many times have we seen before, like, a team gets a sweep. They're waiting for a team that goes seven. That seven-game series team comes in and runs through them in, like, five games because they're in rhythm. I think the MLB is just desperate. Like, they are. Well, yeah. They need to, they need to grab that young NBA, NHL, NFL have had the same playoff format for as long as I can remember being a sports fan. Now, this is the second time in how many years? They're changing. Seven years. They're changing it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Just sounds desperate to me. They're trying to make the sport more popular. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's going to work gonna out work. either. Um, my, my only big, big, big... Um, I, don't even, I can't think of the right word right now, but our criticism. So my big criticism is just with the choice of if you're the one, two, or three seed, you get to pick who you play. And if you want me to be honest, that's not fair to anyone else because you, chances are, regardless of like injuries and how a season works out, if you're a two seed, there's a reason you're getting matched up with the seven seed because you did better and it's whatever the case may be. A four and five seed will be more evenly matched, but you could sit there and be, hey, that that four seed doesn't have as better pitching now as here's a seven, scenario. So. They can only pick the wild card teams, right? Correct. What if two divisions were loaded and that third division is terrible? I know. And you got a terrible team. What if you want to play that team? Mm-hmm. And you can't. It, I know. That's why I, I don't like the choice. Um, no others. I mean, I, I think it's a cool concept. It just doesn't make any sense because... Let's be real. If if you go to another team, just in any sport, and you're like, "Hey, you get to pick your playoff opponent," what what makes it fair? Like, there's nothing fair about the fact that, "Hey, you made the playoffs. This team made the playoffs, but you can choose to play them if you want." Like, play play the team you're seated at. Let them go at it. Whatever the case is. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it goes through. If it works out. 
Um, the only real thing I would eliminate is the choice. I still don't know how I feel about the expansion to seven, though. I do like the idea of an expansion, but seven... And usually around seven, because eight places, a what, five Well, yeah, and that's the thing I know I've brought up a lot with bowl teams. If you're an average team, you don't deserve a postseason. No. If you're a below-average team, you don't deserve a postseason. Even I don't like when seven and five teams get a bowl game in college football because you were one game better than average. Congratulations. Obviously, there's going to be some outliers in the situation, but when it comes down to it, it, it's it's meant for the the teams that had a lot of success in the regular season it's gonna, to try to push themselves obviously to a championship. It's gonna ruin the meaning of the regular season. It will. Like if some teams are because in division these division races we've seen are haven't been really so close. No. And now you're gonna play September and August baseball mm-hmm. where a team's already in. It, right and. Especially if you're the number one seed, mm-hmm. what's the point of playing the last couple of months if you're right. really like way ahead? Right. Well, I think that's one of the critiques that's true, and I'd, I'd I'd have to imagine if they do this, the game regular season goes to one fifty four. Um. They have to. I mean, I mean, not to play devil's advocate, I guess, really, with the regular season, but this is a point that you even bring up, Nick, a lot of times when we're just watching games in general is. It's the middle of June. Why am I watching this game? You know, type deal. And I think with this, it allows for maybe a little bit more. I guess urgency would probably be the best word to use. Um, obviously, this we still have two full seasons to go until this would even become a possibility. Um, I think we have more hurdles to jump before we get to this. I, you know, like one thing I brought up, and it's something that I think everybody is with and although I'm on the side of universal DH I think they may need to make a universal rule at this point um obviously I'd prefer DH I would imagine Pat you're on board with the DH it's it's got to be universal DH or universal pitcher yeah set. it's got to be one or the other so I we, don't care so which we, way you want to swing it it's just you but, need but, to but, have but we're either. on the same mindset of universal yeah it's got to be the same because it's it's really not fair that you know in the NL, your pitchers hit every five days, and on the AL, they're not. And obviously, some of the pitchers in the NL are pretty decent hitters um, by pitching. St- I guess by pitcher standards, are decent hitters. But that still means they're now they're now using more energy towards having to run, having to hit, having to be in a batter's box and sit up there for another however many at bats innings. And that's going to take a wear on your body a little bit, not a whole lot. But as the season progresses, you have two, three bats for a pitcher per game. That's going to wear on them. So you either need to sit down and say, hey, American League, your pitchers are hitting now too to make it fair for the NL pitchers. Or sit down with the National League and say, hey, you guys get a DH now so your pitchers don't have to worry about hitting. They just got to go out there and throw. Um, but, yeah, the whole playoff thing, we'll, we'll see. It's it's going to make it only more exciting for the middle of the road teams that usually sit right around the wild card mark through like mid August and fall off the face of the earth because they hit a slump. It only makes it interesting for those teams when you have 195 plus 100 plus win teams they're locked in in August. It's just a matter of what seed they get, who they're playing in the divisional round and so on and so forth. So it really only makes it exciting for those 
what would it be, 81 and 81 mm-hmm. teams. So Nick, are you on board pretty much with Universal make one or the other in this at this point? Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. I don't know which one, but <laughs> you got to make a you just unified in some. Yeah, I think it's a little odd still, yeah. but that's baseball. Baseball has been around since the eighteen. It's a weird game. I mean, that's and that's why they got two different MVPs still mm-hmm. instead of one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a different league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's move on over to the NBA side of things. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend heading to Chicago for the first time since I believe 1988 or 89, something like that. Um, I always kind of get excited for NBA All Star Weekend, even though I know Sunday night I'm not going to watch the All Star game. Uh, something about Saturday night still with the dunk contest, three point contest, and the skill competition. I love mostly the dunk contest still. Um, so let's start with uh, a couple of our favorite moments here. Uh, for me personally, uh, the I'll call it the dunk contest being put back on stage with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine uh, now five years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> which one of them won it again? Aaron Zach Levine. Won. Zach Levine. Levine won? Yeah, I thought Levine won because because Aaron Gordy's yeah. upset. Shaq gave him a nine. Yeah, yeah, because Zach Levine did the same dunk three times in a row, and Aaron Gordon yeah. changed his dunk up and was better every time, and somehow lost. But, but either either way, um, I digress. That was my favorite. I remember being a junior in college watching it, and there was a few of us watching. I just remember thinking like it, the dunk contest is back, and it, it's kind of where it's peaked the past couple of years still. But the fact now that the dunk contest is kind of back on the map, um, I I think it's phenomenal. I think the dunk is still – I mean, the dunk is still the most exciting play in basketball when you think about it. Um, nothing better, I think, when a guy gets posterized, you know, that type of deal. You know, that and um, – who was it? Gerald Green who blew out the, the cupcake? Was it him or Jamario Moon? It was the same dunk contest. I still remember yeah. it was Hammer Jamario Moon. That I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Gerald, Gerald Green, Green. Did it, but maybe Moon's the one. I that think it was Gerald Green who blew out the cupcake. Well, Moon did something that was phenomenal. Something or other with a backboard and a piece of food or something. I don't know. I could be wrong on that one, but Jamario Moon did something crazy. I can't remember. I'm just happy it's going back to the original dunk contest. What was the one year John Wall dunked the ball once and won the dunk contest? Yeah, that was so <laughs> stupid. But I'm a big fan of props. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, when I think of the dunk contest from my childhood, since I've been a fan of sports, I think of the Blake Griffin dunk when he dunked over the car. I know he didn't jump over, jump over the whole car, but mm-hmm. that was cool. Mm-hmm. I think we should bring more cars out there. <laughs> I thought the idea when Nate Robinson jumped over Dwight Howard. It's good to see Dwight Howard going. Mm-hmm. Like it's good to see those two back at it. It's good to see Dwight back in it. Mm-hmm. But Patty C, Notre Dame raised. He's going to win the no. dunk contest this year. No, we have a heat guy in there, you know what, Nick? Derek gonna... Jones Jr., who literally flies through the air. I'm gonna. I have to go with. Oh, that's right. not. I have to go with D. Mm-hmm. I have to go with DJJ. Levine, I'm gonna go Levine with Nick and Pat. To both though. I'm gonna. Point. I'm gonna go with Nick on Pat Connaughton. I'm gonna write out Patty Connaughton. We have but the same it, first name. No, no. If it's not, it's still it's still the panel as yeah. far as I know. Okay, because yeah. I remember they used to do fan vote, and Patty C would never win. No, but I mean he might for obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Pat Content with you there, Nick. I Thanks, I want to I want to see Content. We have the same first name. One of my favorite moments came from last year. 
Joe Harris beating uh, Steph Curry yeah. and Whoa, Clay. Jeez. Sorry. And Clay Thompson, the three point contest. Before it started, I looked at my dad. I'm like, Dad, Joe Harris is winning. He asked me who Joe Harris was. I told him the best shooter in the NBA. He finished with the best three point percentage last year. Joe Harris, I would love to see a Back repeat. It, right? I'd love to see a repeat and defend it. Spencer Dinwiddie trying to defend his. Uh, is it still the Taco Bell Skills Challenge? Something like that. Do they still do the team one? No. Mm-mm, they got rid of that. That was pretty cool, though. I like that. Mm-hmm. They did. It was a WNBA player, an NBA, a current NBA player, and then a legend from that team. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to try to defend a Skills Challenge crown. I'd love to see two Brooklyn Nets bring home a title. It would be phenomenal. We don't got anyone in the dunk contest. No one really is good enough for us to dunk. It would but be interesting if Zach Levine won the three-point and the dunk. It's rigged if he does. I'll call it right it's now. I'm just dunk. kidding. Well, um, three point skill. Um, and you want for Nate Robinson? Yeah, he was. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's my boy. <laughs> he was five nine out there dunking. Come on now. Yeah, the jumping over Nate Robinson was before Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. I right. Mean, that was that was the rivalry back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, I um. For me, it's kind of hard-pressed to find a favorite moment other than Joe Harris winning that three-point contest because everyone the entire time is, oh, Steph and Clay in the finals, and you're bailed out in the finals, and here comes Joe Harris out of nowhere knocking them all down and beating them. And I loved every second of it. I love my man Joe Harris. That was awesome. I would love to see him repeat, like I said. That was, um, yeah. I'm going to – I'll be honest, another very, very good moment, just in general great moments are when they have, like, you know, they have those um, kind of like lifetime achievement all-stars like Kobe, Dirk, Dwayne Wade. Those are cool moments to see just because their last one. Um, obviously, there was Kobe and LeBron going at it for a few possessions in the all-star game just for fun, just clowning each other. But, you know, those are good moments to see. Um, I kind of wish they gave Vince Carter a moment in the sun on this one. I feel like he obviously has achieved a lot. He's 42 years old and still playing. Yeah. I love Vince. No, it's no signs of his last year, is it? This is his last year. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's gone a fair, a fair wall from a few teams. Obviously, the Nets did. Toronto did. Nick, I think, did too. Um, yeah, Toronto did. It's the team that drafted him. The Nets did. Did a lot. Got him to an Eastern Conference and NBA Finals. Um, I love my man Vince. I hope that they somehow honor him this All Star Weekend. He really deserves it. Um, also, fun fact. The basketball court is going to be made out of regrind shoes from Nike. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I was. So. I wish I wasn't drunk at uh, college one Saturday night. I wish I would watch the KP beat Jokic and the that skills. Was, that was pretty cool. It. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it, but uh, you know, I I like the whole weekend itself. I like Friday night. I like the, the celebrities game. I like the rising stars, but I did find out that stats do not matter with the rising stars. They just pick those players, I see. Because uh, how the hell does Zion make it over Mitchell Robinson? Makes zero sense. Why do you think? So it's turned me off. It makes it makes total sense. Just think about it. Yeah, I guess. He's a way better player. That's not what I was going to say. Huh? <laughs> ratings. Ratings, yeah. I, ratings. Thought it was, I thought it was by how you did this season. I guess not. It's all about mm-hmm. ratings. But. It's all about ratings. But uh, money. yeah, money, money, money. That was cool. I I liked it back when it was sophomore versus rookies, but the sophomores like blew them out every time though. Mm-hmm. But uh, it still is sophomores and rookies. But Don't be rookies. Yeah, it's world, a mix for a world, world versus USA. Yeah, but I like the Friday night. 
you know, you get you in a good mood, starts this weekend. Celebrity eat. All-Star Game is on Friday night, too, yep. I think, right? Never yeah, it's live. Yeah, it's it not. It's, not. it's not. It's always taped. It's from like a little bit before in the day. Yeah. It's all. It's like the um, horse competition. They still do that. No. <laughs> it's like the uh, celebrity softball game for baseball all yeah. starts previous. Like they're like, oh, it's 10 p.m. in Cleveland. It's sunny somehow. Yeah. Like yeah. They're well, playing well, right after the home run derby. <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? It's sunny. But anyway, I like Friday. I like Saturday, and that's where I call it off. I'm not watching Sunday. I. I it's I mean, terrible to me. I hate I'll, watching that. I'll turn it on just to see who wins the MVP. That's about it. You know, every also, I could do that, but I'll never remember who won MVP. Right. I feel like every year they just pick a random name out of a head. Like, yeah, you won the MVP. Like, I'm pretty sure one year the MVP was like nine points, two boards, two assists. I'm like, how? How is this man an MVP for an All-Star game? I think at this point it's like, yo, name. Who are you? Kemba Walker. Go. You want it? No, I don't want to watch James Harden play James Harden basketball out there. You can watch my TNT any other night of the week doing that. I know, seriously. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely one of the better. It's better than the Pro Bowl. It's one of the better All-Star weekends. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. So let's uh, keep with the basketball theme here. <clears throat> Wayne Fairley's hoops winding down, hitting the home stretch, going into sectionals. Um, big, uh, what we thought would hopefully be a big weekend, uh, still, I guess, technically ended up being that. Um, before we toss it to you, Nick. Uh, so we were supposed to call that Wayne Waterloo game Friday night, but because of the weather, it got canceled, got moved to Monday night. Yeah, at least it wasn't a great and game. <laughs> it was a great game. Um, you know, I, I I kind of mentioned it, on, I know, on here and definitely during our broadcast a couple of times about how Wayne had that nice two-game bubble in the standings. Well, now that's one um, Waterloo with the buzzer beater, Mike. Uh, oh, what's this? Oh, never mind. Uh, Hubbard uh, hit a buzzer beater three against Wayne. Uh, so that lead now cut the one, uh, and you still got Waterloo and Geneva right there for the Fairways East title. Uh, only I believe for each for Waterloo and Wayne, only three league games left, and they both play a non-league game to wrap up the season. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Not too sure about Geneva's schedule at the top of my head. But uh, certainly going to be an interesting stretch run here uh, for the Family's East title win the sectionals. Um, Nick, obviously we mentioned you got to go to the Atwood for the first time. Uh, one of one of Finger Lakes uh, yeah, one, of Finger, one of Finger Lakes one's favorite places to go and broadcast a game. But how was you were there as a reporter for the time? So what was it like? Uh, what was it like for your first experience there? You know, it was good. It was a great final two minutes of the game. <laughs> so I, I, as a Finger Lakes time, we apologize to Lions. We weren't aware of the time change. I guess Clyde doesn't have a JV team. This is girls basketball. Clyde doesn't have a JV team, so they originally moved the game from 7.30 to 6. And I was there for the fourth quarter. I'm sitting there. I get on Twitter. I go on Twitter. I run the Finger Lakes Times Twitter once in a while. I go on Twitter. Uh, I say, oh, we're covering the game tonight. And then I get a message on there. Oh, it started at 6. And I'm thinking they're thinking the JV game. I was like, no, we don't cover the JV. I'm just sitting there at the game looking around like where are the varsity team then i realized i'm watching the varsity game and then i tell my camera guys like dude this is the varsity game we missed it anyway i got a couple interviews still got a story out of it 
it was a good experience. Hopefully, I get the chance to go back. You know, but oh, since I've been doing this, you know, it's been cool. I've done about eight games, something like that. Uh, I will be Friday. I am in Clyde for Lions Clyde. Big rivalry. Nice. Lions already wrapped up Wayne County. The battle for uh, thirty one, yeah. So we'll see. Big momentum game if they win going obviously with uh week left really at that point. Yes, yes, we'll see what happens there. I'm excited to see what the rivalry's all about. Girls side, got to see about two minutes. <laughs> but uh I think the big game on Friday for girls basketball is, is. in Waterloo with Paul Mack. It is, I We'll tell everybody about that now. Yeah. So Palmac and Waterloo square off for the FL East girls title pretty much on Friday Pete night. Finger Lakes 1 will be there. Live coverage on YouTube and FingerLakes1.com. 7.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jim Senecrofi, Michael Essio on the call there. And then... As I mentioned, we're coming up on sectionals, and Jim Senecrow will be in studio for the Upstate Hoops podcast Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. special time. 1 p.m. he'll have Pat Prane and the Myers Cammy Blue Devils in studio joining him as well. So yeah, and I was just at their game against Whitman mm-hmm. on that was Monday. a good game. Also, also on Fairways one, that was a good game. Really, came, good. really came down to the final couple minutes. Yes, Minders had a chance to tie the game. Wasn't the best possession. I think they traveled on the play, uh, but they were getting they were getting a lot of breaks towards the end there. They had a technical for uh, Whitman, and then they had a five. Well, the five second then came the technical, so it kept Minders in the game. They just couldn't. They uh, Mike Bogart made some big threes in that fourth quarter. Shut up, big Mike. And Troy Cabot, both the sophomores <laughs> really stepped up that night, and uh, they kept them in the game, but. Women just, women just hung on to Women's the game. Women's good. A good little team. Women's, you know, they're doing well in the ind- as an independent this season. Um, we'll see how they do in sectionals. But, uh, Pat, any thoughts? Um, go <laughs> Minders. Yeah. Hometown pride. That's all I got I for I did yeah. get to see the Waterloo shot, though, on oh, you did. Finger Lakes 1. That's right. We yeah. did, a, did get a couple of videos sent in. That was pretty cool, so... Should be interesting there. Sound, seems like Red Jacket in the West is kind of... Who's Finger Lakes 1 doing this week? What game? Palmac Waterloo Girls. Oh, they are. I thought they yeah. were. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. Also, but, also, shout out Mike Bogart for hitting some huge shots. Yeah. Yeah, there's some big threes. They got minors in the game. Shout out Big Mike. All right. Well, uh, we'll do this last part in a couple different ways, but we'll start by saying NASCAR's back. Revenous engine for the season ahead. I had to do that. Should be an interesting deal across all three national touring series, I feel like. I think the trucks are probably going to be the most competitive, but you guys don't really care about that. Cup series is going to be the last time you'll probably see cup racing the way that we've been seeing it the past 20 or so years, the way it sounds. Don't change it. Next gen, next gen car coming up. A lot of big changes coming with that, the way it sounds. Does it drive 250 miles an hour? No. It's How many days to Watkins? <laughs> That's all people it sounds, care about. It sounds like um, you're going to see like, different, differential. Different differential. It sounds like we'll get some diffusers. I'm saying a bunch of different terms that a lot of you guys probably don't understand. 
Also, while I'm looking at this quick, quick shout out to Justin Hilla, just Bren 0701G. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. <laughs> really? We got a viewer. Yeah, we got a couple of them checking out. Um, but yeah, uh, first time the Cup Series is doing a doubleheader weekend. That will be at Pocono in June down in Pennsylvania. Um, that will be pretty interesting, pretty cool. Arca, the Arca Series running on Friday, Trex and Cup on Saturday, then Xfinity and Cup on Sunday. So that will be cool, interesting. Uh, new challenge there for them. Um, new changes for the championship race and the playoffs as well. Phoenix is now the championship site. Homestead Miami moves to a date in March. Um, you like that? Phoenix? If they get the um, if, if if they can get the package right, the aero package right for short tracks, yeah, I'm about it. Uh, that being said, it sucks. Homestead Miami is one of my favorite tracks. Cars can run multiple lines there. Phoenix is a short track. Lots were a bit more beaten and banging. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm all for the change. I think you got to try and um, switch it up a little bit. You know, NASCAR is obviously um, different in this regard. You know, the venue never changes really for the championship race. Um, in, my, in my lifetime, this is only the second change. I went from Atlanta to Miami and now Miami to Phoenix. Um so that'll be interesting, um, something pretty cool. I think before Atlanta was the old Ontario Motor Speedway out in California, which is now, uh, I believe, a strip mall out in the suburbs of L.A. So, Paul, give me your, predict- um, your preview on Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, so Jimmy's last year, I uh, definitely think playoffs. I definitely think a win. I don't think championship, um, but I'll get to that part at the end because guys I w- we're all play a game with you two Jesus. Can we start pl- off easy and just throw Tony Stewart up there <laughs> <laughs> that awkward moment where Tony Stewart's not going to be up there at all but we will start easy and get ourselves into it alright guys are you what's the game it's time to play can they name that NASCAR driver probably not so you guys ready sure our first driver Oh, it's uh, Carl Edwards. Oh, Pat I, is right. Is, is this, we have a buzzer? Pat is Just right. Say it. That is Carl Edwards. That Ooh. is Carl Edwards. That's my Good point. job, The reason I remember kind of looks like Jeff Burton. But my guess was going to be Greg Biffle. Okay. Yo, wait. I was going to guess Greg Biffle for the first one, too. Just to do it. All right. Driver number two. You better have Greg Biffle. Man. What are we playing to? What are we playing to? Uh, we'll play through the whole one and see uh, see who wins, who comes out on top. The whole one? The whole, the whole deal. Is this like a... A reverse version of FLX Weekly's photos? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Name that driver. Jeff oh, Mark, Mark Martin. Martin. Nick gets it first. It is Mark I see Martin. Jeff Burton. I mean, he kind of looks like him with a yeah, shaved he head. Get deep. He can't get the answer if he gets one wrong. That is Mark Martin. It's tied 1-1. One, I, mean, one. I should automatically get a guess if he gets one wrong. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> so it's, Do I get a guess if he gets one yeah. wrong? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I, oh, no. I left it up. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, let's move to, actually this one, this one's medium of the road since you can't see much of his fire suit, I think. Come on, Steve Harvey. There we go. Name that driver. Oh, that's, uh, Rusty Wallace? Oh, Pat is right. That is Those are random cats. <laughs> I'm telling you, he has, he has the upside here. You know, he's of got the a older Rusty drivers, Wallace poster. Of the older drivers. It's two to one now. Yeah, what's up? 
for Pat. <coughs> What's up? Pat over neck. Time to name that driver. Oh. Um, this one's more difficult. I should have put it as one of the last ones. But. Um. Bob Sack. His name is on the fire suit, by the okay, way. I yeah, because I can see. Oh, wait. Oh, dang. It's not on this one. Um, <laughs> Your guess, Pat. Jerry Nadu? No. <laughs> Back to Nick. I'll give you guys each one more guess. Back to Nick. Uh, is it Cheerios? <laughs> it is. It is a Cheerios car. Um, well, you said the name was on the thing. Oh, my God. His first name is Johnny <laughs> something or other. It's uh, Johnny, I don't know. Johnny... Stewart. No, nope, Pat's wrong. Nick technically has his last guest available. What? You said one more guess and then he gets. Oh, he said God. Cheerios. That's not a guess. Uh, I Henry Ford. Nope. That's Johnny Benson. No, I got Johnny. Where's right? the Benson? Right. After Johnny? Right there. <laughs> right there. Okay, thanks. I My bad. I thought the mouse. mouse would pop up. Oh, it didn't. Okay. All right. This game's taking a turn. That's all right. Still two to one. <laughs> all right. Cool. Name this driver. Ricky Craven. Oh, close, but no. Dang it! All I uh, saw was the tie, and I jumped on it. <laughs> is it Ryan Newman? No. Pat, one more guess. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people that drove for Tide. All I can think of is Mr. Clean. <laughs> this is an old picture. It looks um, like. it's from 1998. Oh. Casey Atwood? No. Nick, last guess. Um, oh, I think I might have an idea. How many lifelines do I get? None. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Dale Jarrett. No, sorry. That's Ricky Rudd. Oh, I had that's, Ricky Rudd. That's Ricky Rudd. <laughs> Was Ricky Craven even a guy? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Second to last picture. So I get it right, I win. But the last, the last picture... I, I'll tell it after this. One. Okay, whatever. Next picture. You might not win. Oh, I don't care. Here is name that driver. He looks familiar. Again, his name, at least his first name, is above him. That doesn't really help. Awkward silence. Uh, why are you waving at us? Is it <laughs> Joe Nemechek? It's not Joe Nemechek. Nick, you're off. Um... I mean, if we should get two guesses, I could technically uh, guess again before he gets a guess in, but. I'm trying to read this. It says. It's QVC. Cursive is too hard. It says QVC Racing. Or is it over to the left there? On so the car. His name is on the truck car thing. I literally don't have a guess here. I'm going to say. Um... <laughs> Dale Jarrett. No. Um, Pat, one more guess. Uh, Can duh. we get a hint for this final guess? He's he's local. He, technically, he's local. He's local. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. No. Dang it! Um, I got nothing. I don't know these guys. I'm guessing Nick has no idea on this one. <laughs> I'm going to guess Mr. Wackums himself. Ooh, kind of close, but no. That's Jeff Bodine from Shemung, New York. All right, Pat. Just, so, just this our guess this right. We're going to have time. So this is a Moneyball-esque picture. We have two drivers in the picture. Can you name both? Both. One is easy. One is hard. Okay. Well, easier than the other. Okay. Oh, Daryl Walter. Dale Pat has Daryl Walter right. 
that might lock up his win. Who the other guy's back is facing us? I don't know, <laughs> Bobby Labani. Ooh, no, Nick. Any guesses? <laughs> give me the first name. That's gonna give it away for Pat. Sure. I'm not even. I already so it's Daryl Waltrip. Ken. The only Ken I know in sports is Ken Rosenthal. That's pretty sad. <laughs> Kendra. Ken Young. Ken. Ken. Oh, I know now. It's Ken Schrader. It is Ken Schrader. Yeah. Ken Schrader. Wow. Pat. Pat takes the. Well, we weren't. We wouldn't have known who Ken Schrader was with his back to us. I wouldn't even know what his face looks like. Catch on the next installment of Name That Driver. At anyway, NASCAR's finale. Oh, I'll give you guys some. I guess a couple bold predictions. Um, in probably uh, championship picks. Uh, bold prediction. I one. I think you will see. Um. Two. I think you'll see two of the Sprint Cup or Sprint Cup. Two of the Cup Series rookies. Uh, get a win this year. Uh, your main, I'll call them. I'll call them three. Realistically, I guess really, even though, even then it'd be three. But I'll give you the main four. Uh, Cole Custer with Stuart Haas Racing. He moves into the forty-one. Uh, you have Christopher Bell moving into the ninety-five with Levine Family Racing. Tyler Reddick moves up with RCR, Rich Childress Racing. John Hunter Nemechek, Joe Nemechek's son, who I heard Pat guess once. Was uh, is moving up with front row motorsports. Uh, if I had to bet, I'm gonna go with Cole. Excuse me, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick. I think is gonna get a win. The guys a excuse me again. The guys a wheel man. Um, and RCR needs to prove themselves this year a little bit. So that's what I think there. Um, another bold prediction. Um, I think we will see. Don't I hate to be quoted on this. I think by the end of the year we'll see one of the what I'll call keynote tracks in NASCAR lose a date in next year's schedule realignment. Uh, there's a lot of talk about what could possibly happen there, um, but I think we'll see one NASCAR's key tracks lose a second date uh, in that. Um, Prediction-wise for championships. I'll go from bottom up, starting with Truck Series. Truck Series is going to be an interesting year this year. Not fully sure who to go with because I think it's such a talented, cropped field this year. That being said, we'll go with Brett Moffitt getting a second title, uh, second in three years, and then with this past year. I went to Matt Crafton, but I think uh, Moffitt. Moffitt's with GMS Racing, the best, probably the best, if not second best, truck team to go with uh, in the Xfinity Series. I think he's going to break through this year and get one. I think Justin Allgaier. Um, Phoenix is one of his better tracks. Um, that would be the championship race for Xfinity as well. Um, if he can carry that through, I think they got JR, Dale Jr. team, JR Motorsports. Uh, you know, definitely top two team in Xfinity. So I think that will be the case there. Cup Series. This is where I also think it's going to be a little bit interesting. Uh, but I will go out on a limb here. Denny Hamlin finally gets his cup title. I think that happens this year. So I got a bold prediction and a question. Fire away. My bold, bold prediction, the Daytona 500 winner wins the championship. Paul wins last time that happened. It's <sighs> a good you, question. Do you actually know? Um, or are you asking like out of curiosity? I don't know. I think Jimmy Johnson, don't quote me, I think Jimmy Johnson in 2013. Jimmy Johnson might do it again. Close out. 
Uh, Pat, you have anything over there? Bold prediction. Um, I'm looking up the whole Daytona 500 championship in the same season. Um, uh, bold prediction. I will not watch a single race this year. I will not watch a single lap of a race. That is I will bold. not even see I think a that flag. Is bold. I think we'll see a lap. <laughs> I don't think I will. I think if I get home on a Sunday and there's NASCAR on, I am turning around and leaving the house. So I don't get that. So you're saying you pretty say pretty confident. Why are you saying that's bold? Uh, that's actually a very solid point. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about Joey Logano, so I'm going to say he wins the title just because people like to say his name, I guess. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. If I'm right, I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch any hey, NASCAR. Good game on the hey, game. That good, game. good game. Reach, reach. you got longer arms. Um, I'm still trying to find when the last time that happened was. My pick to win, Danica. <laughs> yeah, talking okay. about ratings in baseball. You want ratings in NASCAR? Bring the hot chick back. Get Danica back on board. Come on. She's still dating. What's his name? Yes. Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Also, I can't find when it Go happens, Daddy. so I just don't even care. Um, NASCAR, change up your playoff format. Just because you won one race doesn't mean you should be in the playoffs. End of story. Pat does hate that NASCAR. <laughs> I hate it. Literally, in theory, you could finish. You could win one race and then finish 30th the rest of the races, and you're in, in theory. So you said college basketball is your favorite playoff. What's of your least favorite? Of sports I actually the watch. The Premier League? I mean, I'll be honest. Soccer doesn't really have a playoffs. No, that's... that's so... But, um, what's your least favorite? Um, oh, that's a good question. I'm not counting all the bowl games. I'm not going to count... I mean, I'm going to say the college football playoff just because four teams isn't enough to determine it. And I feel like they still try every year to find a way to sneak Alabama in, no matter what they do. They could be 0-12, and they'll find a way to get them in. Um, I'd probably say college football playoff of all sports. Of professional sports, though, um, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't care for the NHL, so probably hockey. Okay, Paul, take it home. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was the Fresh Days Podcast. I'm Russo Police. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. All that fun stuff for Finger Lakes One and ourselves. We really do appreciate it. Download their app. Keeps you updated with all the news and what's going on. Also, a fast way to get to the live broadcast that we do. Uh, Pat, thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you for what is me your again. fun fact? Fun that you fact. Got? I feel like Nick's going to enjoy this. So, the state sport of Maryland is jousting. Interesting. How's that for okay. a fun fact? Wow. How's that for a fun fact? That is fun. There That's you go. pretty neat. I'm here for fun facts. If you need any more, just give me a shout. Thanks for coming out again, Pat. Thank you for really having appreciate me. Appreciate it. That's what I'm here for. Nick, who are you shouting out? Shout out my cousin Katie Marino. Ooh. It was just her birthday this happy last birthday, week. Happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. She's due for her first kid with her husband, Charlie Barbe. Yeah. In a few months. Not sure which month. But uh, way to be a good cousin. <laughs> I think it's April or May. <laughs> Woohoo! That's a congratulations. Well, anyway, kid on the way. No idea what the gender is yet. I do know that. <laughs> I do know that I don't. Know. I don't know. I do know. <laughs> yeah. If you will be in uh, Webster Schroeder tomorrow at the Aquatic Center, you will see me there at five o'clock. <laughs> All right. All right. Shout out, Katie. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday night. We'll be myself. Don't know who I'll be with, but Tuesday night again next week. We'll catch you guys then. Take care.